Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by John Boy Media. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pinnock. We got ourselves an Eagles preview. Eagles preview, no interview, because it's the second time we've played them. Um, and then Danny King will join us later for our fantasy draft and quick picks and giant factors. Justin, big game. This is a big game. We win this game. We're a half game out of the division lead. Yes, yeah, same in the, the win column. I still believe we would be two losses out uh, in the loss column, two games behind the loss column. But yes, uh, I feel every time we have a big game, we say for the Giants, oh, this is the biggest game of the season. No, we're going to say it again. This is the biggest game of the season. This is 100% the most excited I've been for a game this season. I know a lot of people were excited for the Bears game, maybe even the Rams game. No, the Rams game, we were coming off 49ers, but... um, I was destroyed by that Chicago game. That Chicago loss, I was just destroyed because that was a game that I expected to win. But now, Bobby, I feel this team does have momentum. You feel it. Having so many games where they lost pretty close, they had double-digit leads, they found a way to won, to win a to win a football game last week against Washington. They finished the job. And I just I feel good. I feel I feel good. Go out and prove it against a team that's not Washington. Yeah, that's why I'm not, that's why I'm kind of nervous. It's because there is momentum and expectations, and I'm just like, I, I'm nervous for this game. Like the Tampa game, I was excited. It's like we're underdogs, but I was like, I was like, you know, there's a path to victory against this team. Like I'm not scared of this team. Like Tampa, I was excited. Washington, I was just kind of like expecting the win. Um, this game, there's expectations mixed with we. Never beat the we don't beat the Eagles anymore, which sucks. It, hey, it just hey, sucks that that's a reality. The Giants have a curse. I will say there is a curse when we are in Lincoln Financial Lincoln Financial Field. There is no curse playing at MetLife Stadium. Last time we won when we were at MetLife Stadium was 2016, November 4th. I was there. The U.S. Naval Band had a beautiful halftime performance. I took a really nice picture. But the curse is not at MetLife. Believe it, and it will happen. Believe. Michael Strahan. Um, I hope so. Before we get into some uh, some preview stuff, Justin, this episode was brought to you by Archie Norris. Justin, I thought Archie was an American name. Apparently not. This guy's from the UK. Wow. I just sent wow. him a magnet through the through the through the mail. Every time I I ask somebody from uh, international, they're like, "Oh no, don't worry about it." And I'm like, "Dude, it's just a couple extra stamps, my man." I want to send it to you. I want, I want our logos to be all over Europe. Like, we need to go on a Europe vacation and just put our magnets and logos all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. I would love that. And then somebody else uh, who who's bringing this up to you is Satoshi 
Guacamoto. Satoshi Guacamoto. His profile. It's on Twitter. Yeah. And Satoshi, I like Satoshi. He loves us, and I, I need to get his. He he didn't want to. Like, oh, I don't want. He did the whole don't worry about the magnet thing. I'll be honest. Justin, you know this. I didn't like Satoshi at first. No. The, and I don't. I, there, there's sometimes I feel he doesn't like you, and he likes me a lot better. Well, the first interaction I had with him, I was just like, eh. And then he he grew on me, and I think I grew on him. Um, so Satoshi, who who are these, who are these maniacs? If you go to Patreon.com/backslash/TalkingGiants for two dollars a month, you know the drill by now. But you get access uh, to shows as we record them, especially on Sundays. It's really fun. Especially, it's going to be no, very Sundays. Fun this usually Sunday. are actually the most not fun. No, no, these no. episodes is... are the most fun with the chat because we're just full of hope and 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 laughter. It is fun because we get to suffer with others compared to Bobby. Imagine if it was just you and me on Sundays. And we've talked about I've this done before. It. it sucks. Yeah, um, I, I've I did it too for for two seasons as well. You're just so miserable. Like that's why I think our Sunday episodes have been really listen really listenable this year because we've had other people there with us. But patreoncom backslash talking giants, you get access to a bunch of fun stuff. Uh, you also support us for two dollars a month. Um, Bobby, let's talk about the Eggles. They're kind of a different team. I don't know if you want to go Giants or Eagles Let's first. Let's go but... Eagles because there's some Giants stuff. Let's get the Eagles stuff out of the way. For big things, the players they have that they didn't have. Um, Miles Sanders is back, who's having a really good year. Yeah. Um, Jalen Rager is Jalen Rager and Jeffrey aren't back. They're playing for the first. Jeffrey should be playing for the first time. I'm actually not too worried about him. Um, and then Rager, who has been. Hasn't done anything special. I mean, Rager in three games has eight catches for 112 yards and one touchdown. And the one touchdown was like a, a one-yarder. So I'm not worried about um, Rager. The more I t- the, now that I said I'm not worried about Jeffrey, I think about him going up against Isaac Edom, and yeah. now I am worried about it. Just uh, winning Al jump Sean balls. Jeffrey. Yeah. <laughs> the weapons are here for Philly. Now they're not the most extravagant weapons in the world. Uh, but Jalen Rager is a guy that they drafted so he can be a yards after catch guy. Uh, a, a not Maybe not necessarily a big play guy, but he can make something happen with the ball in his hands. That's why they drafted him. And that was kind of a, he can a make controversial pick. Yeah. yeah. I like. I actually like that pick. Like A lot of people in Philly hate it because like, you know, people get – they see the mock drafts and they're like, okay, this receiver – you know, which, you know, normal people shouldn't do draft work. I, I always remind myself that. When we do this stuff, and it's like people don't get it's like they're the normal people in this world. We're the crazy people that are doing reviewing games three, four times. But I like Rager, man. He can catch a jump ball. Like his quarterback at TCU is so bad. Um, I actually like that pick for them. Yeah. So he's a weapon that they have, and Philly's offense has had trouble all year gaining any kind of steam or momentum, and now they finally got all their guys back. Plus. No one in in the world expected Travis Fulgham to be who he is, being an undrafted free agent. He's he's literally becoming a, a superstar, really. You know, maybe not. To, maybe that is a little bit of a stretch, but the games that he has had and the production that he has had, it has been number one wide receiver worthy stuff. Yeah. Um, and he even had a good game the last time that we played him, and now. You got Fulgham back. You got Jeffrey back who can win a jump ball himself and do some fun things. Rager can do some fun things. And Eagles tight ends, they're always going to find – you know, Carson Wentz is always going to find a way to get the ball to his tight ends as well. So Yeah, I forgot um, Goddard was back too. Yep, especially since the Giants' defense was coming off of a week where they allowed a lot of explosive plays down the field. 
I am kind of a, a little worried about that, but I also trust Patrick Graham that the second time around he'll show some new and interesting things. And I also think we're going to play Philly a little different than we play Washington as well. Um, and you know, at this much like we didn't plan for Alex Smith either. Um, I would be worried about Sanders because he's averaging like like two and a half yards per carry more than Boston Scott. But Boston Scott goes off with every time anyway, so it's like, what more can Miles Sanders do than what Boston Scott has done? I agree. I agree. Giants, I, I'm also very, very confident in the Giants' run defense. I think I'm a little too confident in the Giants' run defense. Like, it's not even something that crosses my brain as a fan. Yeah. It never does. Boston Scott is one of those guys where 20 years from now, like, no one has going to know who Boston Scott is. Like, even... Like, no Eagles fan will talk about Boston Scott, but it'll be one of those players that Giants players talk about. Like, oh, you remember that running back Boston Scott? Like, you'll talk to Eagles fans and like, who? Like, oh, yeah, I remember him. But it'd be like, it'll just, it's going to stick out in Giants heads, Giants fans' heads because he just, he's played three games against us and he just goes off every single time. Do you think they could slow, slow Sanders' role in his reps back because he's had success against, because Boston Scott has had success against the Giants? I hope so. Or no, I, I, I hope role. not. I meant, I meant, yeah, I you hope, hope not. not. Yeah, because Philly had their, I'm pretty sure Sanders missed a game. He missed a game before the bye week, and then they had the bye week, and now he's basically coming off of maybe two, three weeks rest yep. of not performing anything. So Sanders has also been on and off um, the injury report all year. So it would not surprise me if they continued the split reps, but also they really like Miles Sanders. So, um, wouldn't surprise me if he's also seeing 80% of the reps. Yeah, yeah. All right, um, as far as the Giants, since we're talking about their offense, let's talk about our defense. This is something I, I want to hit up, and then we'll talk about our offense a little bit. We got to get to to Wentz. We can't just pressure Wentz. We can't, you know, like do have good coverage. You Somebody has to get there. You know what I'm saying? Like Leonard Williams, the last few games against Philly, there's been times where Williams is there, and then Wentz breaks contain and and loses him, and there's big plays. You know, like you know, I'm, well, not the last. I'm not thinking week 17. I'm not thinking of. I'm thinking the Monday night game against with Eli. Yep. And this past game, I mean, there's two big plays that stick out in my mind, and then like the Ogletree one last year on Monday night football. We have to get to Wentz in the pocket, like in the pocket, not covered sacks. We have to have someone who gets there, whether that's Leonard Williams, whether it's Fackrell, whether. Like I think we should give Carter Coughlin a shot because he does have some pass rush moves. Using Logan Ryan on the blitz, Peppers on the blitz. We've yep. got to do something to get to 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 Wentz and not like I said, not covered sacks because when he just don't let him get out of the pocket because that's when he has destroyed us in the past. Yeah, either Logan Ryan or Darnay Holmes are going to get a QB pressure, QB hit, or sack. Um, coming on a nickel corner blitz. Probably going to be Darnay Holmes. But a- a- every single week, I feel like, oh, here's Patrick Graham's, uh, here's the Patrick Graham recipient of the nickel corner blitz or nickel corner sack award. I feel like he gives that out yeah. um, at least every other week. But I like your point. You know, not it's, it's not just getting to Wentz, but it's getting Wentz on the ground. Getting him on the ground. I'm not smart enough to know the approach of how you're supposed to play Wentz do you want to blitz him because then if you blitz him he scrambles on the he scrambles to the outside and he can break containment and then the wide receivers improvise and things get easier from there do you want to play soft and just trust your guys up front to win their individual battles so then you can have more guys in coverage so then he just holds the ball I I I don't know how I would want to approach it. it 
scary. But I, I totally agree with you where they have to win their individual battles and they have to get him on the ground. It is much easier said than done. Especially if they have a trio of... If Jeffrey is like 75% of himself... Um, who do you think Bradbury should cover? I've been thinking about that all day as we were preparing for the show. I I say Fulgham. Yeah. I think they're not going to have Bradbury follow anybody in this game. Which which that scares me. The, the games where Bradbury has not followed somebody, I feel like those are the games that we have ran into problems. Yeah, but we also haven't played like a good solid trio of receivers besides Dallas. The Rams, well, trio, they have two good. They have Cup and Woods. Did Bradbury Steelers. follow that game? I don't think Bradbury followed in that game. Yeah, and I, again, I feel like well, it, it, we and we did very well defensively that game. I, I don't know. I I I think this is. I'm not going to say this is one of the biggest tests because still the Eagles, the Eagles offensively, despite us talking about Wentz game planning against Wentz, like we're playing Patrick Mahomes, not knowing when to blitz. That's not the way I view him. Back, That's the way I really, view him I versus the Giants. Not every other week he does crazy. Like I guess he does do stupid stuff against us, but it's just. He, we still end up losing somehow. But they're still they're still ranked towards the bottom of the league in explosive pass plays and just explosive plays overall. I've been looking at that data all this week. But yeah, I'm nervous. It's 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 nervous city. I think Tay Crowder, if he's back healthy, is a big difference. I mean, remember how mad we were yes. at Devontae Downs? I mean, Devontae Downs basically gave up a touchdown um, on that first drive where you know they they ran it in the next play, but he just Nate totally Ebner vacated his was own. On the field. Huh. Nate Ebner was on the field too. Yeah, so hopefully Crowder can make a difference there. Let's talk about our offense. Um, and first, and I'll, I'll kick it to you in a second. Like I know you got some stuff you want to talk about. Will Hernandez is back. You expect him to start. I expect him to start and play. I think they could, might give Lemieux one series. Yeah, I was I was thinking 75, 85% of the snaps, which for one series, maybe that's, maybe that's 10% of the snaps. Yeah, I, I would be surprised if they even came close to a split, really. At max, I, I would expect two drives from Lemieux. I just think Hernandez is that much better. I get he's coming back, but also it's not an injury. I mean, no, no, COVID affects different people in different ways, so right. I don't want to come off as ignorant. But as long COVID as he's like, fog. as long as he's fine, like he should he should play to me. Um, and then, And then I can't wait that if Andrew Thomas does have a bad play, That'll be Will Hernandez's fault. Oh, that'll be the nice thing as an Andrew Thomas fan. I'd be like, "Well, it's Will Hernandez's fault, not it's not it's not Andrew Thomas's fault. It's Will Hernandez's fault." Wow, wow. it's totally it's totally Will Hernandez's fault that you know Thomas got beat inside. Rooting for Giants to do bad. <laughs> Look at you. I'm just kidding. I'm rooting. No, I'm not rooting. I just know that if there is something that bad happens, like every stunt that's not picked up perfectly by Thomas Hernandez for this year. It's going to be totally Hernandez's fault, no matter whose fault it really is. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, in your in your brain, I like. No, that. I'm okay. saying that will be that will be the narrative going forward for the rest of the year. Oh, oh. Likes Lemieux. Yes. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. I'm I'm not, I don't agree. Like I said, I'm not. I'm not saying that's true. I'm saying that no. will be what people say. I'm just such a big fan of of spewing of of spinning takes to fit a narrative. I I've been a big fan of that the last couple of weeks. Um, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. 
So I did a lot of digging this week, and uh, a lot of a lot of the digging that I did was basically just looking at explosive plays. Like I said, Giants offensively. Giants offensively have been one of the worst teams in the National Football League in terms of producing explosive plays. And if you if you're especially if you're listening to the podcast every week, you know how I talk about how difficult it is to sustain and be successful and produce points consistently, produce seven points consistently when you have drives of eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve plus plays. Um, and despite the Giants being 13th in the National Football League in average time of possession, they're still bottom quarter of the National Football League in yards per drive and points per drive. What that tells me is that they're just not producing explosive plays enough and they're not jump-starting themselves on getting to the opposite side of the 50-yard line. So, long story short, what I want to see out of the Giants offense this weekend is I want to see, give me... Four to five passing plays, and that's asking a lot. Four to five passing plays of 15-plus yards. That's what I want to see. Yes, and I'm actually working on a blog of of when there's two 15-plus yard routes. Not saying he's throwing the ball 15-plus yards, but just routes. And honestly, it's it's pretty staggering, the stuff I'm figuring out. I mean, it's, 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 gonna be, it's a bi-week project. Very but nice. anyways... You know, our our friend Dan Snyder pointed out like two of the big plays were four verts for the Giants, and we haven't ran four verts like all year. And I, you know, I watch other you know people who do break down football and stuff. And this is the new take I have: every NFL team, not just the New York Giants, should run four verts five times a game. Five times a game. Five times a game. Because if if there were a team like the Giants where it's cover, we're getting a lot of cover three ran against us. Well, guess what? That means there's one left open, and that's what happened on the Austin Mack touchdown. It wasn't some great Austin Mack route. It was simply, we ran four versus their three, and so that means one's going to be open. You do it twice a game, and, and for the people saying, well, we don't have time to do that. Well, we got to have time at least on two of the five. I would take two complete let's, – let's say you take two sacks, complete two of them, and incomplete one. Hell, I'll say two sacks, two incomplete, and complete one. I'll take that every single week. I will yeah. take that every single week before besides this little quick trying to march down the field. And honestly, doing the quick stuff has be, made Jones almost more like, turnover prone because it's like yeah. everything is bang bang pre like pre snap read. And if it's not the what the pre snap read is, it's causing problems. Yeah. Um so it's uh that's that's a new take I have. Every NFL team should run four verts five times a game. And then it yeah. just it keeps teams honest. Because if you get it a couple times then guess what? Then we're getting a little more too high safety, so which means we can run the ball better, and means the middle of the field is going to be better, and the short game is going to be better. And when you run four versus, doesn't even mean you have to throw it deep, because if you go five wide, you just have one person on a block and release slant, or you use your running back on a block and release hook. I mean, it doesn't mean like if they sell out to beat it. Well, then you get the underneath stuff, and then. There's different varieties of four verts. Four verts doesn't always mean you're running four straight guys down the field. You can run three guys straight down the field, and then one is on a dig. Like you know, four verse doesn't mean just four streaks, four go routes. So that's a that's a new take I have. Yeah, we also need to talk about how Golden Tate had a knee injury. Yes, and he's probably not playing. So you know, I never want to root for injury, but I do think this is the best thing for the team because it gives Pettis. It will give Pettis reps. It will give Mac reps. And if we're talking about being an explosive play offense, um, when we're averaging two explosive play two explosive pass plays per game, which is fifteen plus yards down the field, 
and we're asking for maybe two to three more in a game when we're averaging two already, um, I think those two guys would just work better at outside wide receiver um, compared to putting Tate out there because this also keeps Sterling Shepard in the slot. Yeah. Yeah, Shep has to stay in the slot. Shep has to stay in the slot. Um, Do you think this was a shadow injury? I don't know. I part of me does. I don't want to. I don't want to speculate. You know, but part of me kind of does. Like on either side, being like, "Oh, you yeah. got a knee injury," or Tate being like, "Oh, my knee hurts," and just like him being checked. Like I, I, I don't know. To be continued yep. on that. To be continued. Uh, I don't know how stingy the NFL is with their investigations with that. I in baseball it happens all the time, all the time. Guys go on the. For 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 spilling coffee on themselves. Yeah, and, the difference you know. is, is though that Tate wouldn't buy like Tate wouldn't like buy like this wouldn't be like figured out between the team and Tate. You know what I'm saying? Like this is yeah. either Tate being a jerk. Actually, it can't be the the Giants can't be the ones behind it. It has to be either Tate or he. The the more reasonable answer, he actually just hurt his knee. Victor Cruz, the year before he really broke out, went on IR for an ingrown toenail for the entire year. So that's different though. That's somebody that's trying to make the roster and they want to keep around in the program. That's different than, you know, someone who's being paid 10 mil a year. I will always find that to be hilarious though, regardless of the reasoning or whatever. But um, that was, I remember, you know, I, 2000, what, 2010. So I was, you know, a a young teenager and I just got so confused. Why is this guy (laughs) on the season ending IR for an ingrown toenail? It was hilarious. That's why big George was on the IR all, all last year. Was it ingrown toenail? No, but I'm saying it was like they, they hit him on IR all year. Ah, uh, okay. And they just let us let him go. Disgrace. Another failed Dave Gettleman draft pick. Big George. Son of a gun. Corey Ballantyne. <laughs> yeah, Corey Ballantyne got claimed by the Jets. How about that? The Ravens took a bit of claim in him and the Texans did. Yeah. Guys Special in ho- teams. That guy is, is a... I mean, the number Hot one commodity. team in the waiver wire took, took a crack at Corey Ballantyne, so... So that's that's good for, good for Corey. I, I I root for that guy. You know my. F- I've been trying to be nice lately, but there's one. When DeAndre Baker had all his stuff, I just remember somebody's take was like, "I can't like, what DeAndre Baker did was bad, but it's even worse because his teammate Corey Ballantyne was shot in his friend. It's like what? Do you think like that makes the the move the needle of being a criminal or not is knowing somebody who got shot? If anything, it probably points you more in that direction. It was a crazy. I couldn't believe it. I just, I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> Rough. <laughs> Rough. Um, do we have <laughs> anything else we want to get into before we bring Danny on? No, the Giants will win, and there, there could be blood. There will be blood. Um. All right. Let's take a break and bring in Danny. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right. We now welcome on Dumb Danny with his weird weather and timeless trivia. What's going on, Danny? What's going on, Danny King? Nothing much. Uh, the weather, you know, always a fun subject. Trivia, always fun. Doesn't have any use to us, but it it's there. Let's get Trivia's to the weather. Good. I need the trivia because I get... Like the older Giants fans get mad at me when I don't know stuff. This this one this trivia is interesting this week. This one's all right. So we'll get to the weather first. Kickoff mostly cloudy. 
It, it, there might be rain at that during the fourth quarter because it sounded like the weather's supposed to go downhill in the northeast uh, Sunday evening. So who knows? Might be a little wet weather action happening on Sunday in the fourth quarter. We had a tropical storm here in Florida. It didn't hit, really hit us, but we did get some like outer bands of it or whatever. Yeah, my mother was like, um, "How's Bobby doing?" And I'm like, Not, "Nothing, nothing more than normal." Why? And I'm, she's like, "Oh, because he has a hurricane going towards him." Like, I'm like, "He doesn't care about that." Tropical storms don't move the needle. Hurricanes will. I'll do some prep. Tropical storms are. It's just like a rainy day, really. really. Yeah, I, I remember last year he was dealing with a tropical storm, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go out there and like storm chase." And I was like, "All right, so can I be looking for a new co-host?" No, that was during the hurricane. That was what hurricane was that? Was that Maria? No, Maria was the one that was supposed to come right after it. Uh, I don't know. That one wasn't that bad. That was one we were like like throwing mortars out the window and stuff. <laughs> uh classic stuff to do during a hurricanes all right we'll get to the trivia question this week danny's useless trivia question this week it is who holds the longest kick return by a giants against the eagles all time ron dixon no dominic um, Hickson. jason david Seymour. tyree no none of those all right the answer is dave meggett i should have known that on November twenty second, nineteen ninety two, he had a ninety two yard return for a touchdown against the Eagles. And according to the stat head, now take this with grain of salt. Not sure how true this is. He's the only Giant to have a kick return for a touchdown against the Philadelphia Eagles. Definitely should have known that. What year was that again? Nineteen ninety two. The year I was born. How about that? You want to hear a fun fact about uh, Dave Maggett? Maggett. Not sure how you say his name, but is it actually um, fun? He's actually a convicted felon. Oh, that's fun. That is fun. Don't we should get him. him. A, we, we should get him a DeAndre Baker in contact. Yeah. Um, Don't judge him. <laughs> he has nine children. What What did he go? Nine children. There what we go. Did he go? He faced multiple legal and financial difficulties. Child support. Well, uh, oh, he said he allegedly assaulted an escort worker after a three way sexual encounter. Why oh. did I? Why did I know that he that he had a criminal record? I don't know. I feel like the name Dave Mega just gives off a criminal vibe. Wow! Wow! That's because <laughs> wow, of the running back in longest yard. Was Megat? Uh, Boom! Yeah, 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 yeah. Full circle. All right. We uh, t- we guys ready for the fantasy draft? Woo! Yep. All right. So if you're not familiar, if this is your first time listening to a preview episode, we do a fantasy draft every week, four rounds of players. Only from our game. It's a good way of, of highlighting some matchups and, and seeing where we think things are going to happen. And it's a good way to do competition, which I'm I'm just not good at. I'm in last place right now with 249 points. I had 33 points last week, 112 back of first. Danny, after a three-week streak of being in, uh, finishing in last, he had 38.6 last week. He's 47 points back. And then Justin's in first with 366 points. With a 44-point game. I mean, Justin has been just mopping the floor after... Danny started the season at hot, and Justin's, Justin's been just killing us since. It was a good bounce-back week. That's what I needed, a bounce-back week, and it's going to start up this week again. The, the grind begins. I haven't won a single week. Nine weeks, and I haven't won a single week. I've like <laughs> I've come in like two points away from a win. A single week, I have not won one. And it's crazy, because this is kind of like a coin flip exercise. <laughs> kind of. 
and I'm the, I'm the one who does the most research for it. That's the <laughs> issue. I, I like actually put together a big board. I have strategy. I'm trying to trick you guys all the time, and I just suck at it. It's so <laughs> like I I'll say I'll say things in here to try and throw you guys off, and it's worked here and there, and I still just lose. <laughs> I have Evan Ingram not getting touchdowns when it should have been. It's, it's just a, it's aggravating. All right, this week we have a rotating um, order. This week Danny is first, Justin is second, and then I am third, and then we'll we'll snake it. Danny, let's kick off the draft. I'm not going to do any like hyping it up. I'm taking Sterling Shepard. This offense is different when Sterling Shepard is out there. It's true. This offense is better. When Sterling Shepard's out there, this is a better offense. Give me Sterling Shepard. He had a good game against the Eagles in his return. I'm expecting the same this week. He's going to be primarily in the slot since Golden Tate's out. And I think that's his best role. We kind of talked about that in the first half of the show. How many touchdowns will we have from the slot, though? Mm. He'll definitely get more targets, though. We do need a guy, and I had the theory preseason, we do need a guy that can get separation in in the red zone. You know, you know, whenever, you know, don't hold your breath of the Giants actually getting a red zone appearance inside the 10-yard line, but we do need a guy that does create separation, and we've seen on some two-point conversions throughout Shep's career, and even this year, how he's been targeted on some, uh, some curl routes or even some drag routes, so... Uh, that's that's Shepard's area where he can get targets in the red zone. So there you go. I have the second pick. And where I want to go, I kind of want to go uh, our friend Travis Fulgham. I do. Um, I think the James Bradbury jinx is not going to be on him necessarily this weekend because I don't think Bradbury's going to be following any one guy in particular. And there have been times this year where opposing offenses have done a good job at picking at cornerback number two or whenever James Bradbury is not on a certain wide receiver if they are rotating. So, Fulgham, he's been performing as the wide receiver number one in Philly all year long. He has putting up wide receiver number one numbers all year long. Give me Travis Fulgham. I respect the pick. Yeah, I mean, he had a, a good game against us. His... He's been consistent. I mean... On the year, let's see, I have the numbers. On the year, he has, he's averaging six catches, 87 yards, and four touchdowns. That's on like six games. So he's, he's been balling. He's a, he's a good player. All right. So since I have the back to back snake picks, I'm going with a, a strategy. I think I took this strategy last time in the Eagles game. It's like Washington, I always pick first. Philly, I always pick third. It's weird. I'm going Wayne Gallman. Wayne Gallman, he is the starting running back going forward. Um, you know, Alfred Morris is obviously going to get some carries, but Wayne Gallman is the starter, and with Devontae Freeman not playing, um, you know, I, I, I think he's going to have a bigger role. I think he'll get some catches this week, so I'm going to go Wayne Gallman. Um, he had some success last time we played Philadelphia. And then I'm going to go Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders. I'm going the running back strategy with a third pick. I'm going Wayne Gallman and then Miles Sanders. Um, Miles Sanders is having a good year in the games he's played. He's averaging over six yards per carry, 90 yards per game. They'll use him in the receiving game. I'm going just safe. I'm going safe. I'm going safe with also a big ceiling with my picks. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, Boston Scott's been the Giants killer. Said that the first half of the show. Uh, but Miles Sanders just brings a totally different kind of skill set to this Eagles offense. But again, you're taking the risk. Taking the risk, even with both running backs. Um, because Giants rushing game hasn't been totally great throughout the season. But they're trying to get a little bit of momentum. And the Giants are very good against the run. Danny, do you have anything to add? 
No, I mean, I would have taken Wayne Gallman if he was available. Miles Sanders, you guys were talking about before. Will he get a full workload? That's a question that remains to be seen. But you can't go wrong with Eagles running back against the Giants because they usually just do good. This is tough. There's two guys I would like to take here. It's actually three. Just take Evan Ingram. We know you want to. Yeah, I'm taking Evan Ingram. And I will save my further analysis a little later. Which, if you're if you're if you're a TG listener, you know what that means. He would have had a big game if he just caught the ball last time he played Philadelphia. We would and be three and five right now. No, not three and five. We we would have a free wins though. I know that for a fact. Be three and six in, three in and first six. place. Um, yeah, Ingram. I mean, we just got to play the odds that he doesn't have a drop this game. You know what I'm saying? Like he has mm-hmm. so many drops that you just play the odds that he won't have one this game. Um, and that's where that's where Philly has struggled is with their linebackers and covering tight ends. Um, so so Ingram, Ingram, man, I was tempted to take him with my first pick, and I know that's crazy because he just lets us down every week. But it is what it is. Um, at least when he causes an interception, it doesn't go negatively against him and his points. Um, so Danny, you got your uh, third and fourth pick here. All right. So I'm 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 risking it. I'm risking it all right here. Boston Scott. Give him to me. I believe there will be some split here with Miles Sanders and Boston Scott play good against the Giants. At least the Eagles are at least going to attempt to hope he re- uh, reproduces what he did last time against the Giants. And then, and then, it worked well for me last time. I'm taking Alfred Morris. I okay. believe that. I believe the Giants right now. Wayne going Alfred Morris. They got it going. Devontae Freeman has that ankle injury. The bye week's coming up. You you hope. Gallman and Morris get you through it again and then you bring back uh, Freeman just the one problem is now you can't elevate Morris from the practice squad because they've already done it twice so someone has to go so who's that person going to be so Free- F- Morris hasn't isn't even on the active roster oh he, he uh, he's been called up twice so now the Giants if they want him again they need to sign him to the active that means they have to cut somebody that there's someone sitting right there in my opinion name's eric Tomlinson, <laughs> right there eric Tomlinson, rj mcintosh still here what are they I doing for this team i actually have a take on why rj mcintosh is still here but that's for a later pod he has um, blackmail on the owners i don't know no there's it's long term i think they should cut Devonte freeman oh yeah why not save all that cap space if we're going to use gallman if i Morris do respect is, him what like there's, he's a, he has an incentive-based contract why not get Every last dime you can get if you're not if he's one he's hurt too, you know it's not like they're gonna t- turn him back into the number one guy like if they turn him back into the number one guy after this few weeks I think that'd be kind of silly yeah because I mean Gallman and Morris have been a great duo to have and Gallman's just always a few few like ankle tackles away from taking one to the house even Gallman Lewis you know it's Gallman like the, if, the trio's if Freeman's uh, not the starter there's no point for him to be here yeah Lewis is your passing down guy and then Morris and Gallman are your run the ball so all right so danny went the backup running back strategy in, in round two and three i like it all right justin yeah. snakes back to you man this is tough because i didn't think this guy was going to be on the board i was initially going to take somebody on the eagles but now i have to take darius slate i have to sitting right there didn't have feel like a lot of success against the eagles last time because sterling shepherd was the main guy that was getting attention evan ingram was getting attention too um, but the last few weeks, Slayton's been quiet, and I think a lot of attention is going to be given to Ingram and Shepard, so then you're hoping that that opens up Darius Slayton, and maybe even with, maybe even with the threat of Austin Mack playing deep as well, 
may even open up something for Slate and Deep too. Yeah, yeah, you you have to take Slayton at this point. You know, it's like who, who you'd be crazy to pick anybody else. And Slayton was injured in the last game; he wasn't a hundred percent as well. Right. So that's why I feel like his production might be better this week. Yeah. All right, so I'm taking a guy who I actually have history with. I punched this guy in the face in North Dakota. I'm going Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard, he's, he is, you know, Wentz likes to hit his tight end, so I feel like this is a good value at this point. I'm going Dallas Goddard. Um, he's a pretty good player. The Eagles like to use him. I think they'll use him more and more as it goes on. So I'm going Dallas Goddard. Um, so this is me, my reparations for punching him in the face. It's very strange how Dallas Goddard has always put up better numbers when he's the tight end two versus the tight end one. Very strange. Can't explain it. Makes sense because the second punch I had on him really took him down. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) Those were good times. Dallas got again punched in a bar. It was perfect because we joked that it was me. And then they're like, a Florida citizen in North Dakota? (laughs) It's like, oh, oh, it really was Bobby. Um, uh, So those were good times. So I don't know who to pick here. I, I... I feel like the smart thing would be go either Jeffrey or Rager. Take Pettis. Pettis. Maybe I should just take Pettis just for the talking point and just be like... Actually, you know what? I am going to go Dante Pettis. I'm taking the Danny strategy of taking someone who like shouldn't even play. Should There should be no role for him. It's where it's like, I'm like, Danny is so dumb. I can't believe he took Cam Sims. And then Cam Sims has 110 yards. I'm taking the Danny strategy. I'm taking the guy that doesn't make sense. Because at this point, is is you know... I'm taking Dante Pettis. Make it happen, dude. You are wow. you have all the talent in the world. Let's run some four verses. Let's let Dante Pettis get some yards. Gotta love you. Gotta get back in this somehow. Maybe we'll have a kick return for a touchdown. Ooh. Justin? Um, makes too much sense. Jalen Rager. Makes too much sense. He's still here. Danny? Did anyone take Austin Mack? Nope. Nope. Austin Mack, please. Dang, so Jeffrey left. Uh, I no one did, took Jeffrey, which I actually I had Jeffrey on my don't draft list because of oh like, crap. Then we what, probably we probably should have drafted him then. I don't know he's, what to he, expect. He's gonna go up for a jump ball and roll his ankle, and it's gonna be out for the game. That's what's gonna happen. Every game we have, like, they're like it's crazy. We pick sixteen or twelve players, and there's usually one person we didn't pick that gets a touchdown every week. I mean, almost almost every week. I mean, who, I mean, who was it for this past week? I mean, Gallman scored. Mac, did anyone pick Mac? He didn't technically score that touchdown, though. He was down. Or no, no yeah, he right. was down. You're right. There's, oh, Ingram scored. Somebody, Someone picked Ingram. Yeah, yeah, Ingram gets picked every week. All right. It's time for Giant Factors. Danny, you're up first. Uh, I went back and watched that Eagles All-22, specifically one play. I went back and watched that Carson Wentz touchdown over Jabril Peppers to Boston Scott. I looked back at it. I mean, Peppers was it. I don't think Peppers had any belief Wentz was going to even target Boston Scott. And he did, and it led to the game-winning touchdown. Jabril Peppers is a valuable part to this defense. He flies all over the field. He plays multiple positions for this defense. I think the past few weeks he's played about over 90% of every snap. Uh, I am correct in that. Jabril Peppers, we traded for him because we really believe this guy can't be the safety of our future. We gave up Odell Beckham, a fantastic wide receiver, even though he's injured. Don't come at me. But Jabril Peppers, I give me another interception this week. Give me another interception this week because Carson Wentz is going to make a mistake somewhere. Be you freaking fly around this whole field making plays after play. We need quality defense. 
because if we Carson Wentz, even though he makes stupid decisions, he's good and he can tear this defense apart if he so chooses to on Sunday. So give me Jabril Peppers as my giant factor. Yeah, people were down on Peppers after the Eagles game because of that last play, and I was kind of aggravated. It's like, why are people hating on this guy? Like he's a playmaker. He does like he makes plays for this team. And then the last two weeks have been awesome for Peppers, so people are back on. Um, so One yeah, of those people. I despise Jabril Peppers for at least the next forty-eight hours after that play. See, I despise you, Danny. Maybe unmute yourself, Justin. How could... I'm not muted. I'm just not speaking. You were muted. I was so flabbergasted well, you at you saying you, that you don't you, like you Danny. Didn't come to, you didn't... You should have, like, fought Bobby in my honor. I didn't say I didn't like him. I said I'm disgusted by him. Oh, well, that's even worse. All right, Justin. So, wait. Who's next? Giant Factors of you, Bobby? Am I just... Justin. Oh, I just want to know Justin. Justin so, while he sets his fantasy lineup. I, so, can you... Uh, I actually am looking jo- at fantasy right now um i, mean, I know just... every thursday at this time you start looking you don't look at your phone on during the show but every thursday i see you looking at your phone around 8 10 is so this the week fantasy Just- lineup is this the week justin chooses a player that gets either suspended or cut will he join the club let's find oh, out oh that's right that's something justin you need to start whoever you want gone you need to start making your giant factor because i picked my giant factor last year for the dolphins game was janoris jenkins he was cut hours after we released the episode and then Danny release, picks his giant factor, and less than 24 hours later, he's been suspended for the game. So whoever you don't want around, you need to make your giant factor, Justin. All right, well, I'll, I'll think about that for next week, depending on who, who's on my who's on my, my bleep list, okay? Depending on who's on we'll my bleep on list. We'll next week. Oh, so. well, there, well I'll, I'll pick a giant factor for the bye week. Someone, someone's going to get in trouble over the bye week, so I'll pick a giant factor on Friday. Um, Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram is my giant factor for very, very obvious reasons. Uh, he basically cost us the game last time we played Philly in Week 7. Uh, Evan Ingram has also, since that Philly game, he's had six catches, five catches, five catches. So he's had three consecutive games of at least five catches. Before Week 7, he only had two games where he had at least five catches. So, seems to be getting a little momentum, seems to actually be getting involved in this Giants offense. He's still dropping the ball in very costly moments, but it seems that the Giants offense, they're not force-feeding him the ball on these Y-option curl routes, uh, out routes. They're not force-feeding him the ball. They're getting the ball to him on the sideline. They're they're doing nice little run plays with him that gets him involved, it gets him out there in space, and it gets him uh, moving with momentum. So he's not just standing there and he doesn't have to go from zero to whatever speed after the catch. So that's nice. Evan Ingram, giant factor for very obvious reasons. I I really want them to do that same route with Evan Ingram this week against the Eagles that he dropped. They did it, what, like last week? No, two weeks ago against the Bucks. I want them to do it again just to give him more confidence that they still believe in him. Four I mean, verts. they still do. Yeah, or four verts. Four verts. Put him up in the seam. All right. This is actually my second time picking with a giant factor, and I was like, eh, I don't want to pick the same guy twice. But then I was like, you know what? Like, there's 22 tar- starters and 16 games, so I, I, it's gonna happen. And this one just feels appropriate. This guy has had two good games in a row, two good games in a row against good competition, and Jason Pierre-Paul and Chase Young and Montez Sweat, good players. The last time he didn't have a good game was against the Philadelphia Eagles which was a brutally bad game. I mean, gave up sacks, gave up some other plays that should have been sacked. I mean, he looked horrible. I mean, he was the talk of 
he was the talk of the town besides Evan Ingram after that. You know, articles being written about him, people talking to his old coaches. What's wrong with this guy? With the last two weeks, he's bounced back. Andrew Thomas, we need you to be big in this game. Give us some protection. Let us attack this defense. Move guys in the run game like you continue to do and be the guy. And big picture-wise, you have three good games in a row. You have three good games in a row, Andrew Thomas. And guess what? One, his confidence is already up. But then... That helps your confidence going long-term. When you do give up a sack, because he's going to have more sacks this year probably, you know, it's like, okay, you know what? But I know that I'm good. I had three good games in a row against three of the best sack-getting teams in the NFL in Washington, Tampa, and the Eagles. So be a beast, dude. Shut them down. Let your quarterback trust you in the blind side. Because for the most part, he does. Because the stuff when he gets beat is on the inside. So protect that inside foot. Come focused and ready to go. No bad plays. Move people in the run game. Help us let the run set up the pass, and then help your pass set up the run. Force them to do different stuff. Just be a beast. Our f- number four overall pick, our first round pick, Andrew Thomas. Be that guy. Be a giant factor in this game. Well done. Well done. Absolutely beautiful. Absolutely I, beautiful. I did get slightly offended when you said, let the run set up the pass. But then you corrected yourself. I said both. Do both. I I, I got, you said uh, run set up the pass first, and that got me very, very disheveled. Do both. Do both. Let them, let the run set up the pass and the pass up the run. All right, quick picks. Let's make them quick this week. Let's make them quick this week. Quick, 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 Um, quick. The listeners are in first place. I don't really count them. They're at first place at 46 and 25. Wow. We're four and four last week. I mean, it's just, you know, they pick the favorites every week. They're going to win. Um. Justin, you were in last at 38 and 33. You went upset city last week. Didn't work out for you. You went two and six. Danny, you went three and five last week. While you're holding that L up, you're still a loser too. I ain't in in the last though. You're 40 and 31. And then I am in first out of us with a six and two week last week at 42 and 29. So Thursday night football, by the time people are listening to this, they're going to know who won. I said this on our NFL four pack, our talking football um, show on that comes out on Tuesdays at eight AM on YouTube. Check it out. I think the Titans are a better team, like equipped to win in the playoffs than the Colts. But the Colts, I trust to beat the Titans. The Colts will beat the Titans. I'm going the Colts. The listeners win Titans. I'm also going the Tennessee Titans. Good I quarterback. I'm not going the Titans. I know, but I oh oh I said also right. That's really bad radio. Yeah. I'm really off. I, I'm, I'm thinking about my fantasy lineup. They're picking this on Fox right now, too. Let's see. Michael Strahan went Titans. Carissa Thompson went Titans. Uh, let's wait. Terry went Titans. Terry Bradshaw went Titans. Danny, who you got? Maybe unmute your uh, microphone and talk. Uh, Titans. Derrick Henry. Run. Plow down. And, and, I, and I can't root for the Colts after Phillip Rivers' pathetic tackle attempt on an INT. I don't need him to go, like, full out. But, like, at least make it look like you tried instead of just falling down and just having the guy jump over you. Tony Gonzalez went Colts. And Jay Glazer went Tennessee, as you can hear. Jay Glazer, the prophet of the Giants. So, it's me and, me and Tony Gonzalez versus the world, as it usually goes in this show. All right. Next, we got Bucks at Panthers. Justin, who do you got? Bucks, big bounce back game. I was, I thought, I, th- I was putting, I put this game in the bait you to take the Panthers. Danny, mm-hmm. who do you got? I am going the Panthers. 
Panthers. Okay. I, I think the I think the Bucks are a little weak right now. I think the Giants messed with them, and then they got pounded by the Saints. Give me them. And that's why I think the Bucks are going to win is because they've the last two weeks have been oh, a little so suspect like, for the Bucks. They'll Bucs. take everything out on the Panthers. Like they'll just like keep hitting them while they're down. Exactly. Okay. Um, listeners went Bucks as well. The next game, the listeners went the Bills and the Bills at the Cardinals, which is a probably to me the most exciting game on this slate this week. Um, Danny, who do you got in this one? Nobody circles those wagons like the Buffalo Bills, but they're not winning this week. Give me the Arizona Cardinals. I just wrote down. Gotcha, B-I. gotcha, gotcha. Uh, <laughs> I'm going Bills too. Cardinals, you know, coming off a, uh, a Dolphins loss. Bills coming off uh, a Seahawks win. I'm going, not going Bills too. I'm going the Bills by myself. We are I a mess. myself before you guys could. This, this is, we're like, all right, we're going to be quick. We're going to be quick with these quick picks. This has been the worst that we've done so far this year. It's gone off the rails. Uh, Tony Gonzalez and Bobby versus the world. Um, give me the Buffalo Bills. They're coming off a big win against Seattle Seahawks. Uh, hey, just throw the ball. Throw the ball if you're the Buffalo Bills. It, it really, really worked Easy. last week. Do, do, do it again, Josh Allen. <laughs> throw the, the ball, forehead. Dude, the Flex Seal guy is using a, a crazy green screen right now. <laughs> when, when I did pools, there was this one guy who there was like a leak on some of the PVC. And instead of fixing the PVC... He flex sealed almost every part of the PVC. So it was like, okay, dude, awesome. Next time something breaks in this PVC, we have to replace everything because you just flex sealed the whole damn thing. What an idiot. Flex seal uh, is the best product out there. Whatever. Screw flex seal. All right. We got no free advertisements. Chargers traveling down to Florida to face the Dolphins, who are hot. The Dolphins are hot. They've won four games in a row, they're in the playoffs right now. Listeners went Dolphins. I would be going Chargers if this was at a neutral site, but because the Chargers have half the travel, um, and they just can't seem to like they just keep on blowing games at the end of them. I, I'm going to say that continues. I'm going Dolphins. Better coach team, give me the Dolphins, especially when you see the the late game breakdowns. There are some analysts that are saying that that's directly a cause of bad coaching when teams break down late in games. Tough for Joe Judge, but. Give me the Dolphins. Brian Flores, awesome. Love Justin Herbert, but they just can't close it out in the fourth quarter. Give me the Dolphins. Okay. We got Seahawks at Rams. The Rams always play the Seahawks well. I'm going Rams in this one. Danny? I'm going Rams as well. Seahawks, I'm not liking what I'm seeing from them at the moment. You know what? Let Russ cook. Let him cook. He's going to continue to cook. And he doesn't need a defense. So give me Russell Wilson, the Seattle Seahawks. They're going to break the curse against the Los Angeles Rams that they have. Let any offense ever cook against the Rams or against the Seahawks defense. Niners at Saints. Any upset? Anybody going upset Niners here? No. Yeah, we're all going Saints. I uh, I agree. Um, Saints look good, man. I picked the Saints last week. Like, I know that Drew Brees is not the same, but... They're still like a really good team. I yes. mean, no one would have guessed they would have curb stomped the box. Yeah, I knew that was going to happen. I called it. No, I didn't. I didn't call it. All right, next we got Ravens at Patriots. I don't even know why I put this one on here, but there's not. The games are a little weak this week. So, um, 
Listeners obviously went Ravens. Anybody picking the Patriots here? No. Should have lost. Bill Belichick, he's... I, someone said it on ESPN, but he's giving like this whole like weird vibe right now. Like he's saying, "We sold out." It's what it is. Yeah, I think they did try to start winning in the beginning of the season, and I think they're now in tank mode. Oh, I was listening to WFAN this morning, and no, I'm sorry, this is ESPN radio. So this was national radio, not just the local radio station. And they were talking about how Bill Belichick is going to retire from coaching this year. And he's going to become the next general manager of the Giants. So, oh, I, I heard that crap. Somebody that DM'd me, me that. I don't hate. Why not? Why, why is Bill Belichick going to come to be the Giants GM? Why? Because he loves the Giants. Yeah, he, really he loves them. But I just don't see him becoming the Giants GM. And also, like that goes against everything we've been saying. We That's what Parcells did. He let he quit coaching and went and GM. Wasn't he wasn't GM by title, but he was basically the GM of the Dolphins. I I just don't see Bill Belichick coming to be the Giants GM. I just don't see it. Bill Parcells really is like, like top three coachable. Like Belichick's the goat. Like look at Parcells. The like he's he he couldn't get along and would move on from places quick. But he made every, like every team like obviously we know with the Giants, the Patriots had them in the Super Bowl. The Jets they weren't never like really good, but they were competitive. And then took Dallas and made them good. He birthed Tony Romo. Yeah, you're saying we bring bill parcells back that's exactly what you're saying that's how we fix this parcells i would love to talk to parcells is one of the funniest people of all time vikings at bears listeners went vikings and they are mistaken the bears own the vikings i don't care how bad the bears are they will always own the vikings i'm going bears i i saw kirk cousins in that video of him singing dancing i'm never picking any team involving kirk cousins ever again i don't care if they're the heavy favorites give me the bears I'm insulted. That video was wonderful. Kirk Cousins has the voice Bro, the of an fir- angel. The first clip, he was horrible. He was like, oh, what a beautiful day. What did he do? He, he, was, he was singing. <laughs> do it again. Do it again. Oh, you right, Justin, who do you got? Um, first of all, Danny, that was wonderful. But Kirk Cousins sounded about 17 times better than you. Um that's Give a, me the that, Vikings. If we ever get a soundboard back, that is going to be one. <laughs> All right, so we'll we'll save it. Episode this is two thirty three. We'll we'll put a pen we'll put a pin in it. Um, give me the Minnesota Vikings. I act the, their offense. I will tell you right now, their offense is kind of good, kind of good with the production they put up since the start of the season. Kirk Cousins has been Mister Interception, but he's kind of turned it around. Dalvin Cook is running out of his mind. The offense is kind of good. They're, they've been kind of one of the league's best throughout the last couple weeks. So, give me the Vikings. They're going. They're going on a little bit of winning streak, making a comeback in the standings. They could pass up the Bears soon. The Bears are on a losing streak. Give me the Vikings. Bears, bear down. They need to put Mitch back in. Put Mitch back in, or put Mitch in and then take cars and take Nick off the bench. Then he'll ball. All right. Foles is the QB of that team. All right, Danny. What is your prediction for the Giants versus the Eagles? This team always somehow manages to try and bring us back in. I'm not in yet. I'm not in yet. I need them to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. It's not something they've done the past few years. If they win on Sunday, I am buying back into this team. I mean, I am taking them to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. I was one point off last week in my prediction. Thank you, Bobby. I feel like an amazing person. Uh... Uh, I'm taking the Giants. I'm going to do 
27 to 26. The Giants are going to win. They're going to go into the bye on a high, and they're going to be... Can they be in first place with a win this week and like everyone else losing? No. Nope. that work? No? But they're close to out. it? Half game out? Let's be a half game out. Give me the Giants. Justin? 29 to 27. The New York football Giants are going to win. We're going to be happy. We're going to have a great, great time. We will have fun. I don't feel confident. People are confident right now. They're getting cocky. I do not feel confident. I get that we're technically in the division race. I do not feel confident about this team. I felt more confident going in the Bucks game than I did this game. Giants 77, Eagles 0. That was a lot less disapp- like, yeah, really disappointing. Yeah, that was really underwhelming. I, 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 this is the most I important game be- of the year. <laughs> I thought he was going to turn around and be like, the Eagles suck. And also, sure, no one likes the Eagles. They suck. Giants 77, Eagles 0. You guys are getting mad at me. I had the biggest score prediction. All right, that's You said a- it like you're like, Giants 77, Eagles 0. Yeah, there was one time where I didn't pick Giants 77, Eagles 0. The Miami game. Yeah, it was Giants it? 3, Dolphins 2. <laughs> <laughs> but then I did tweet out Giants 77, uh, uh, Dolphins 0 on game day. So, All right, that's the show. We appreciate you guys. We'll be back Monday with the victory episode. Until then... Let's go big blue.